Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered him a prophet. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for them and pleased, and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. Jesus feeds the 5,000. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate were <clears throat> was about five thousand men, besides women and children. Jesus walks on the water. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves, because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walked on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. Words of God. Our text is from uh, towards the end of that reading where uh, Jesus says to uh, Peter, as he caught Peter, he said, Oh, you of little faith. The, The focus in this chapter is on that sense of faith, having faith and having our faith strengthened. 
People of God, we are going to be looking uh, the next number of Sundays at uh, the theme of faith under the uh, heading of Celebrations of Faith and, and to look at how our Lord strengthens our faith. That's our uh, focus as we uh, go forward here into the new year. We're a couple of Sundays into 2015, but, but to have that at the center of our going forward, that our faith would be strengthened as we go into this new year, that we step out in faith even in 2015 as we see Peter stepping out of the boat. We want to celebrate that Jesus builds our faith, that that's what he is about. He continues to to desire to build us up in faith, in that trusting in him, that he will hold us, that he will catch us, that he is with us. And we're looking at that this morning, even through the setbacks. There are things that, that shake us. And so even there, that he is with us building our faith. So we are going to uh, be looking at that over the next number of Sundays. Today we begin with Matthew 14, and uh, I wanted just to uh, have you notice, first of all, uh, we read the whole chapter, and as we go forward, we're going to read uh, full chapters, 15, 16, 17, and, and part of that is just for you, for me, for us together to recognize that God builds our faith through his word. And so as we enter, as we read, as we listen to his word, that's one central way that he builds our faith. And so to read more of God's word is a celebration of faith. To actually read a whole chapter instead of just one or two verses. To actually look at a couple of sections we have here. John the Baptist, we have the feeding, we have the walking on the water. How does that fit together? And I'm sure things in there speak to you. Things of prayer, things of trust. And so as we go forward into this new year as well, it's my prayer that, that every Sunday we are going to look into God's word. That's what we do. That's where our strength, our center is. And that you yourself would look into that word, would, would take the time to read and reflect on God's word and to celebrate faith in that way. As you read, your faith will grow. We're going to begin here in uh, the center of Matthew, Matthew 14. And just to catch us up in terms of what has been happening, we have uh, the overview of Matthew to this point. The Gospel of Matthew we looked at in terms of Jesus' birth. And we checked, uh, we read the stories of, of, of Jesus' uh, being born, and Matthew 1 and 2 looks at that, all of those details are beautiful. Matthew 3 and 4, Jesus does begin his ministry. He is baptized, he is in the desert, he is tempted, but he triumphs. He sends the devil away. In Matthew 5 to 7, Jesus preaches a sermon. Man, that would have been something to be there. Matthew 5 to 7, if you have opportunity again just to read through that, blessed are the poor. Blessed are the meek. God's working his will out in people's lives. Beautiful. So wonderful sermon received by the disciples, received by the people. 
clear focus of faith. Then Jesus continues in uh, Matthew 8 and 9 is, is a whole sequence of the miracles that he does. And so we read one of those, the paralyzed man. Jesus is, is ministering beautifully, powerfully. Then, then he goes to Galilee in chapters 10 to 12 and, and ministers there. That's one of the central places where he was working, Jerusalem and then Galilee. And then in chapter 13, he begins to speak in parables. And so you get the wonderful parables of the sower and the seed, the, the yeast, the mustard seed. And so all of these things are going on. And, and it's, it's amazing. Jesus is, is bringing forward his message, his ministry with power. And, and there's faith at work and things are good and things are growing. And, and it's, it's a wonderful, encouraging account of all that Jesus is doing. It's so good that Herod hears about it. 14 verse 1. Herod heard the reports. So Herod heard all this stuff. He heard that, yeah, Jesus speaking uh, and and miracles and and people coming. and, And he thought too, boy, this is tremendous. This is something of great significance. There is, there is that sense of, Isn't it wonderful when things are going well? That's one one sense we can get from that that initial presentation of Jesus' ministry in the Gospel of Matthew. Things are going well. Things are good. And that's wonderful. We can celebrate faith when things are going well. We can speak about celebrations of faith when, when on Christmas morning we have 170 people at the LMC and we can just offer them a, a wonderful Christmas dinner and, and share with them the love of Christ. And we can say, thank you, Lord, that, that our church was able to provide that and you, Lord Jesus, provided that to these people and we can see the centrality of faith going out and we can celebrate those things. But in... Matthew 14, suddenly things are not going well. And we get that. I'm sure you have that. I have that. Things are going well, and then all of a sudden things are not going well. And that can be a health concern where you are healthy, and then all of a sudden you are not healthy. It can be a, a, a work situation where, where things are good and and suddenly things are not good. It can be a, a home or, or, or community situation too where, where things, things suddenly fall apart and you wonder. Faith falters and there's nothing to celebrate. So here in Matthew 14, we have that reality. In Matthew 14, verse 3, uh, We've looked at John the Baptist, John doing beautiful ministry, highly respected. Um, John declaring the will of God beautifully, the hope of salvation, uh, baptizing people, uh, very clear in terms of everything, and, and even confronting Herod uh, the king in relation to his, his life and his living. 
And so that ministry of faith of John the Baptist, a powerful ministry, has a setback. Verse 3, Herod arrested John, put him in prison. And so that reality of, okay, things are going well, things are not going well. And so John is saved by his reputation. It says in verse 5, Herod wanted to kill him, but he's afraid of the people. Everyone was, was pretty, pretty strong on John and his ministry, and so Herod was, wasn't going to uh, harm him, actually. So good, good. So we'll just hope things go well, and we'll, we'll work things out. But then a uh, ma- major setback in verse 10, the combination of things, the Herodias's evil influence, uh, her daughter's dancing, uh, King Herod's foolish promise, foolish, foolish promise, and suddenly John is dead. The great John the Baptist, co-leader, co-minister with Jesus, I mean, this was a team ministry. This was a, a, a powerful combination doing excellent work. And all of a sudden, John is gone. So where is God in that? How can God allow that to happen? Things were going good. And now there is nothing to celebrate. So definitely things like that affect our faith, and it affects Jesus too. And so here in the Gospel of Matthew, after the disciples uh, take John's body and bury him, uh, they tell Jesus, and Jesus' response is to go away, just personally, privately, just even his own faith. And you notice in this chapter too, Jesus is a man of prayer that's central in the difficulties. What do we do? We, we draw closer to our God, the center of our faith. That's, that's where our strength lies. And so that's, that's what Jesus does as well. Jesus recognizing that his message too will be rejected. There's probably even the sense, too, that he, too, will die. That this is not just always going to go fine and well, and everything is not always going to just be wonderful and easy. He's lost a dear friend. So he draws near to God again, the center of faith. And for us, too, when these things happen, what do we do to draw near to our God, to, to take his word, to join in prayer, and to take that center as our strength. That's pictured here. So in this new year, uh, there are going to be setbacks. There are going to be things. They're going to be maybe a little more minor. They're going to be major. Things are going to challenge our faith. Things are not going to go quite as you hoped. Things are not going to go at all like you wanted them to. So what do you do? You draw strength from your faith. 
especially in those times, from your God who is stronger than any setback, your God who is building even on the setbacks. He is there. And that's what you see as you keep reading here in Matthew 14. You see God at work powerfully despite the setbacks. So Matthew 14, verse 14, you see God at work. God is still doing amazing things. Tremendous encouragement for Jesus and his disciples. As they, they just go forward, uh, they see this huge crowd. People have come, people wondering about what John has said. Sure, John tragically is gone, but the people are still wondering. They're still thinking, okay, John said, there's one coming after me who's even greater. That, that's, is that Jesus? And so the people continue to come. God continues to work in the hearts and lives of people, and people wonder about faith, about Jesus. People are wondering, is is this really true, that God is coming to save? And they are, they are hungry in body and spirit. They are needy. They are struggling in their own lives. And, and in Jesus' ministry, he too, with his disciples, overcomes the setbacks by entering into the work of God. And it says specifically in verse 14, he had compassion on them. So a compassionate heart leads us on in faith, even despite the setbacks, the compassion of God to go forward in faith despite the setbacks. God is still working. And it might not be easy. No, it's not easy. I get down at times. You get down at times. But the answer is is to see God at work even in and around us in those times. And here, Jesus is, is confronted with everything that, that, that God is doing and, and the opportunities to, to enter in in faith, to continue to bring that message of hope. And so here you see it in the account, in the numbers of people even. When it speaks about feeding the 5,000 and then it says... Uh, 5,000 men, and then women and children, and it's, it's probably 10,000 people. It's, it's a huge crowd. And so the picture there is, what great need. The point is that, that there is a needy world. There are things that God is doing and wanting us to do, even even. Beyond, yeah, everywhere. God, God is, is calling us to be continually part of that compassionate ministry to share our faith with others. So that's, that's a, a huge picture of, of this feeding of the 5,000. But notice, notice what happens. The, the people are there and uh, Jesus is teaching them, and that's beautiful. And then at a certain point, it gets dark, and then they need to be fed. And so uh, the need comes up, and the response, the response is so often uh, our response. There's, once you start looking into the need, once you start 
considering too how can you help where can you help how can you help it's it's more it's overwhelming and so the disciples say here too in verse 15 uh send the crowd away jesus send them away is that the kind of response of faith if we see people who are needy, if we, if we have opportunity to, to build into people's lives and, to, and then you think, wait, it's just it's too much. I, I, can't do it. I can't do it all. I can't do any of it. Just send them away. Jesus, send them away. Someone else will have to take care of them. So there again is a, is a response of little faith. You of little faith. No, that's not the way. To respond. Matthew 14, verse 16, uh, Jesus challenges us again today. They do not need to go anywhere else. If you've heard about it, if you know about it, if you are able, then you are the one who God calls to go forward in faith. You give them what they need. You give them something to eat. That's, that's faith. That's, that's definitely the call of faith. So we as a church too, in this, as a community, in this community, to, to care for each other, to care for those around us, call to do that in faith. But again, again, the feeling arises and, and we hear this challenge from Jesus too. Okay, yeah, we, we are called, but, but we have so little. Isn't that our response too? Verse 17, we, we only have five loaves of bread, two fish for 5,000, 10,000 people. What, what can we do? There's, there is so little we can do. We don't have much time and, and, and we don't have all the expertise and we can't answer all the theological questions and we're not counselors and we're not doctors and what can we do anyway? Just send them away, Jesus. Don't bring them here. We won't invite them here because what can we do? Listen again to what Jesus says. This is a, a, a beautiful summary. It always strikes me in this uh, particular passage. Uh, he says about the bread and the fish, bring them here to me. Bring them here to me. Jesus is saying more than just, just about the fish and the bread. His whole purpose in, in doing the miracle is that all those people would, would recognize who he is. And really when he says there in, in Matthew 14, verse 18, bring them to me, he is saying, bring, bring the fish, the bread, bring the people. Bring the people to me. Can you do that? Can you bring people to Jesus? That's, that's something we can do. Bring the people to Jesus. Bring them to the place that, that you are at to, 
to trust, to come to know, to understand who Jesus is. That, that is just a very simple thing to do, really. I just give you uh, one example. Uh, when we were in Mexico, uh, August and Peter and I, we went there to help uh, build a house for a family. And uh, it's a, it was really fun. It was good. We were helping this one family. And, and we were building the house. And we were all busy. And then at a certain point, uh, Pastor Jesus was with us. And, and then, sure enough, another needy family with a... Oh, the, the kids were, were looking particularly scruffy. And, and they came up and they uh, said, could you build a house for us? We need a house. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, there's need there. There were dozens, hundreds of people who could have used a house. And so I wasn't sure what to say. We were busy a little bit. Pastor Jesus went and, and pulled him aside. So, so we, were, we were here building the house. Peter was directing and August was hammering away and, and Pastor Jesus had a hammer too on his belt and a tool belt and, and he sat them down on the wood we were using and he settled them in and he said to them too, now what can we do for you? What do you need? And they said, we need a house. And then Pastor Jesus said to them, well, why are you talking to me? And they said, well, you are building a house. And the house was right behind him. Eh? <laughs> and he said, no, we're not. Nobody's building a house here. There's no house building going on here. And I remember that kind of, the family looked at him. Boy, we've, this guy's not really with it. And so they pointed, hey, and they said, that, that house, we need a house like that. And then Pastor Jesus turned around and said, oh, 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 that house. But then he said, we're not building that house. Jesus is building that house. If if you want a house, you'll have to ask Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Do you know that it's him who cares for you and who will build you a house? And then he shared with them the heart of the ministry, which is faith in Jesus. And so that, that sense of of can you share Jesus? Can you help the needy? Yes. But when you, when you do that, you're sharing Jesus. The other night I was leading the devotion here at, uh, at the dinner. We do the dinner, beautiful, fun. Just reminding all those who are gathered there, it's not us doing it. It's not Bethel feeding you. It's Jesus. It's the love of Jesus. Receive the food from Jesus. And when we did the Christmas dinner, you have the, the invitation and a big Christmas dinner, come and share, and very small at the bottom. It is supported by Bethel. If you have any questions, you can come to us. If you have other needs, you can speak to us. But it's, it's a gift. It's the love of Jesus to you. Do you know Jesus? You need 
to know him. That's, that's the point. That's the goal. That's the purpose. Jesus says, bring them to me. Bring them to me. So that, that is actually something we can do. In, in Mexico, Pastor Jesus added the fact across the valley was the church. And he said to them, if you want to get to know Jesus, we talk about Jesus there every Sunday. You can come and you can learn about him and you can ask him to forgive your sins, to, to center your life and for other things you need and he will provide for you. And so we too, we too can say to people, come, come to the church here. Come and worship with us where the name of Jesus is lifted up. Come and grow in faith. We have that opportunity to invite people every Sunday. Come and be part of the work of God even among us here. That's the direction. That's the focus of faith that's manageable and and centered on who Jesus is. In that sense, too, people with health needs, we point them to Jesus, trust in him. People with financial needs, we point them to Jesus, seek to live for him. People with emotional hurts, bring them to Jesus, pray with them for comfort, for peace, for help. What can we do for people? Bring them to Jesus. That's the best thing we can do. Because Jesus can do far more than all we can ask or imagine by his power at work within us. The, the question still remains, can we do that? Can we share our faith with others in, in 2015? Can we actually do that? And that last account here in, in John 14, it's no accident that the next short passage is the reality of, of stepping out. That's, that's for us to step out in faith, just like Peter out of the boat. We are, we are pretty safe here. We have our routine, we have our Sunday, we have our, our general people we talk to, people we go with, and, and that's, that's just safe. To, to talk to someone else, to invite someone else, that's... Boy, we don't do that so much. And that reality is here too. It's scary to reach out to people. It's scary in a sense when, when you, you think too, all, all that we can really offer them is, is Jesus. Well, that's, that's pretty good. So if you realize that we can, we can offer them the love of Jesus, the center of our faith and hope, then to step out. And that's exactly the, the sense of Peter stepping out of the boat. He's, he's in the boat and he's wondering, and, and then Peter sees, what does he see? He sees that it's Jesus. And then if it's 
Jesus we are sharing, Jesus we are inviting people to come to know, then, then he's ready to step out. And yeah, he is shaky and, and he does sink. We, we are not perfect at this. We are not so strong in faith in all of this. But to see again, to be encouraged that even a little faith, Jesus calls us to, to, to think about maybe someone that, that, that we know, even as you're sitting here this morning, someone who you might be in contact with, working with, seeing on a regular basis, and just to, to recognize they have concerns, they maybe have problems, they have things they're wondering about, and that you would say to them, hey, I know someone, someone who can help. I, I can, can testify to who Jesus is in my life. He's helped me, and he can help you. And that witness to be bringing people to Jesus. That's, that's the wonderful, wonderful hope that we present. And it ends beautifully here in Matthew 14 when Jesus lifts Peter up and then it says, they climbed into the boat together. Jesus is with us. He's with you as you go forward in faith. So you can trust that, that at, at a certain point, too, you feel the leading of the Spirit, you, you have opportunity to speak into someone's life, you wonder, Lord, what am I going to say? And the Lord is right there, right there with you. And you can invite them into a, a discussion about faith. You can invite them to church. Hey, we're having a series on faith in our church this next number of weeks. Come. And you can, too, be encouraged. Learn grow faith together. So those are the kind of things that, that we celebrate as we think about faith, starting our, our series on the celebrations of faith, that we can be confident that God's word continues to speak into our lives, building our faith, and that we can take opportunities as well to share with people to bring them into a knowledge of who Jesus is and to see as well God working in and through us to draw them to himself. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the faith that you give us. We confess that often our faith is not as strong 